Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think that all pro athletes have a certain stature should just come up with um, cool nicknames. Um, Something something that gives them a little bit more name recognition. Like Daryl Williams and Jarrett Patterson both sounds like guys who you who who are working down at the Home Depot. Yeah, like I'm I'm interested in maybe like what what the Badger versus like the Thunder Lion. Yeah, you know, like like I'm curious. I, I've always been pretty interested in in that part of of like Chinese basketball lore mm-hmm. of like how how the players like you know they're kind of like an average guy. And, <laughs> States. like you know like you know i wouldn't want to guard them in, a, in any capacity but they go they go to the the cdl and all of a sudden they're like you know they're the dragon they're, they, Do you know they, what, have, they have a nickname of significance of, of, of allure of, of excitement of danger do you know what what i i learned this from reddit uh years ago um i don't remember who who said it but um do you know what the the nickname for Steph, Steph Curry is in uh, in China? What is it? It is uh, the one who fucks the sky. Yeah. Uh, so I think at a time when pro sports are struggling for tribals, is is the thing that's missing is is some side plot, and and whether that is side plot created from from real life drama, or, Should, or we don't want. <laughs> or is it, or is it side plots created from from weirdos writing fan fiction, which we might also not want? But from, but it, from a sheer number of content producing, <laughs> that could be the approach we take. I think I think uh, having like an entire uh, industry devoted to fan fiction of sports um, is is something I could get on on board with, as long as everybody understands that it's not real, right? Yeah, well, like none of sports is real. And, True. And well, perhaps the issue then is is that we're treating it too real instead of of cashing in on what the animated series might look like, or, right? Or like the action figures, yeah, they're like they're supposed to be an extension of the trading card universe, but what if they were part of a larger cinematic universe? And like you get into situations like um, where, where things take on their own meaning, right? So like 
Pokemon the show or Yu-Gi-Oh the show was was literally created to sell uh merch. Mm-hmm. But but if you told me that uh I there was 20 minutes of uh that episode where uh Seto Kaiba and Yugi go at it, like hell yeah, signing on. I'm not going to buy a Yu-Gi-Oh pack, but I will watch Seto Kaiba versus Yugi, well, I guess Yami Yugi. Yeah. Uh, Name your price. Yeah, happy to do it. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, we're a subsidiary and conglomeration of people who are aware of the Touchline Media Group based out of London. I am your host, Asa Smith. I am without my co-host because he believes in Christmas, which brings us to the topic of today's episode. But before we get there, Thank you so much to whoever Blue Wire has decided to put in as a sponsor of this episode, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all of your business law, employment law, NIL, family law, and corporate law needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. So this uh, recording is the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, as they call it. Uh, So we have a special edition of Touchlines and Touchdowns brought to you exclusively and entirely by people who do not celebrate Christmas. So I'm here with uh, longtime friends of the pod, in order by uh, where they are appearing on my Zoom screen. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Angus, and Nick, how is everybody doing on this, the most hallowed of Sundays uh, after Chinese food day? It's a great Sunday. It's a fun day. Angus, I think Nick put it, uh, put it bluntly. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Nick, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. I just want five hundred dollars on a parlay so doing fine ah good job man uh go birds uh i i actually have no idea if it has anything to do with the eagles but anything that happens in the pros go birds um so so what we want to talk about today obviously um yesterday was it was a huge day for all of us because when um confronted with the concept of hanging you know being with family and having to read Vox think pieces about how to tell your uncle to get vaccinated. Instead, we all got to eat Chinese food and watch Mel Brooks movies. So, um, so I, I want to get into this pretty deeply here um, because I have some, I have some thoughts on both of those things, but uh, Jonathan, let's start with you. What's, what's your, your go-to meal on Christmas? Are you a Chinese food guy or are you, or, or are you doing something else? Uh, you know, we like to uh, keep things fresh. Uh, we like to switch them up. So uh, this year, we were a Chinese food household, and we were a Mel Brooks household. I don't think we actually talked about that already, so this is actually a little embarrassing just how on the nose <laughs> it was that we got hand-pulled noodles and watched Young Frankenstein yesterday. Um, uh, but here we are, Jutai uh, on Bethel Road. Uh, it, it, it just hit on all the marks. Um, we, got, we got the tiger tofu, we got the hand-pulled bang-bang noodles with a side of black vinegar. Uh, and, and we actually have um, some pad thai in our fridge uh, for later um, that, that we're actually pretty excited about for our Boxing Day 
See, is that because it's in a box? Uh, it's styrofoam, but they don't call it styrofoam. <laughs> uh, Angus, Not what, eco-friendly. Big, big, <laughs> big cardboard. Big cardboard has had sheer dominance on this late December holiday. Uh, as, as hard as it is that, that the styrofoam lobby has tried to whittle away at that. Uh, influence, it, it runs deep, it's been, uh, as Angus knows. Uh, uh, there in the swamp, uh, it, it, it is hard to penetrate. Um, uh, especially trying to get policy passed in late December, your 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 SOLs. So. Yeah, I know it's 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 all done here. <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah, Angus, what what did what did we do yesterday? So we actually ran into a, an interesting problem in the uh, in the Angus in the Angus household. Um, Angus' wife had had tested positive, so we are. Uh, um, we're in quarantine right now. Everyone's, mm. everyone's doing fine. So, which is, which is good. However, that also meant that, um, due to poor planning, we were not able to acquire our Chinese food. Mm. All the Chinese food places ended ordering. I don't know at what time, because when we logged on to Uber Eats, they said no to the Angus family. Mm. I know. See, very, see, very sad. It's, it's, it's an <laughs> ironic thing because the reason why Chinese food became a thing on Christmas because it was supposed to be open. So the fact that the Chinese food in your area was not open, uh, I don't know if that's ironic or just sad for you. What, was it yeah. open or was it that it was so busy that they weren't taking any more orders? You know, I don't know. I tried to like call a couple places and they, were, and they obviously did not answer the phone. Um, also like strange, weird quirk about the DC area, Chinese takeout like in DC, not so much of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. Uh, like, you can go out to Rockville, you can go out to the suburbs, and, like, there's Chinese food everywhere, but, like, in D.C., not so much a thing. So, like, I think the places that do have it, they were probably just, like, so overwhelmed that they, they shut down online ordering and were requiring people to, like, actually come and pick up their food, which could not do. So leftovers it was for the Angus family okay I mean like that that all is like a very reasonable take on the matter I I I would like to know a little bit more about this no Chinese food in DC thing I I was aware of the pizza is terrible in DC thing not that's not true anymore yes it is that that is that is a thing that used to be true it is not true anymore uh I I don't know like this is this is a thing that has like befuddled us for years I just I don't I don't know why, like, why there isn't good Chinese takeout in DC. Like, there's like a few good places, but I, I have, I don't know. We have not found one that is one that like we order from consistently. Okay, Jonathan, I need your take on uh, on DC pizza real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a recent thing, and no, like, it's not. I, it is. <laughs> no, I swear, this. I swear. Uh, there's like a there's no like good pizza has like started to pop up in dc that isn't just like size of your face jumbo slice <laughs> which by the way do pretty decent it's like pretty decent pizza no 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 twigs is like shaking his head because he he knows that like 
you, you you definitely like back in your like interning heyday got some like jumbo slice. Well, I mean, don't I don't tell it. me that you didn't. No, of course you did because that was the only pizza that was in DC because DC pizza is trash. In fact, I would posit that the entire DC food scene outside of the Ethiopian community is horrendously trash. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> again, used to be the case. Not anymore. Uh, the pupusas in, in DC are very good. Pupusas, sure. Pupusas, sure. yeah, we do have pupusas. Uh, some good pupusas. Anyways, uh, Nick, did did you make it out to uh, to China King on Orchard Lake Road? Uh, no, but uh, I don't know if you guys watch the show Insecure on HBO, but uh, I do, and uh, it, it's really mirroring the uh, the fight that uh, was started over uh, a discussion about barbecue on last week's episode. I don't know if you're caught up. Yeah, yeah, I, I caught up. I uh, we actually. I, I brought this up earlier in the week and Twigs over over chat was like, I'm never watching that show. <laughs> well, like my my thing is is that like there there are uh there are a number of uh of shows that like I can watch in a given time frame, right? And like you told me that there are five seasons of this show that is essentially the way you described it was like 20 to 30 somethings figuring their shit out and like i just i don't have time for 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 hbo's version of how i met your mother like i just i can't i can't do it can't do it can't win with it can't do it um but uh oh it's so much better than how i met your mother yeah okay you should watch it It, it's Uh, good nothing else the soundtrack is is good music for driving around oh yeah 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 uh, uh, yeah. as, as someone who drives around Los Angeles, I, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. I'll consider it here, uh, live on, on air. I will consider the show, uh, insecure on HBO. Um, so, so Nick, what, what did you eat yesterday? Um, yeah, I went over to my dad's house and, uh, he made some chicken that was chicken and rice, chicken and dirty rice. I mean, All right. the, uh, the, uh, Chinese restaurant that I usually go to actually closed in the last couple of years. So that was, that was pretty depressing. So it's what were your go-tos? The whole, um, my go-to is Peking house. Mm. Royal Oak. That's, uh, that's the one that closed. I actually had my bar mitzvah there. Damn. So, that place closed. Yeah. That place is closed. Yeah. They have a like, yeah, it was. So that kind of put a damper They're probably developing that lot or something. That was such a weird like, lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, a weird, it's in a weird spot. I also like um, Hung Hua. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Right off Orchard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love Hung Hua. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. And uh, uh, Shangri La is also pretty good. Shangri La, uh, right, right there in the uh, in the strip mall with the with the Outback. Uh, great place. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. fine. It's not like the best I've ever had, but it's a, it's you can eat it. I'm going to tell you a, f- a funny story about that Shangri-La. Um, in, I'm going to say circa 1996, uh, they did like a dim something. Uh, like they would just like go around with the cart. Um, and my, my father, uh, we, we were all there, you know, eating whatever it is we were eating, you know, like lo mein or sesame chicken, whatever. And my, my father was like, yeah, I'll, I'll have whatever's on that cart. And, and they bring it to him and he eats it. And he's like, oh, it's, it's pretty good. What is it? Uh, it was buffalo testicles. And then my father, like, very, very calmly excused himself from the table. And it is my understanding that he went and vomited up the buffalo. 
<laughs> wait, 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 wait. They did uh they did ladies man to your to your father. Uh, I believe so, yes. <laughs> uh, just, to, just to clarify for the listeners, were these were these testicles tossed in a buffalo sock or were these testicles from from like a bison? From I think I, I believe that they were bison testicles in a teriyaki sauce. A teriyaki. It was not a buffalo sauce. I I, I, I will admit to not tasting the testicles in question. Um, I, I, I do not know the sauce. Uh, it, it appeared to be a pretty standard brown sauce. Were they just fried? Did they just look like chicken nuggets or something? I, I mean, like, if, if you remember China King on Orchard Lake Road, the, they, their sesame chicken were, like, in, in balls. Like, uh, uh, like, like, looked like the brain from, from waiting. Um, they were good. They were really good. But, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely had a testicle vibe to them. Uh, whereas these, I believe, were, were also uh, ball-shaped. Um, I, I'm not really sure uh, beyond that. Are you sure the much. guy just, like, wasn't kidding? <laughs> uh, there was no laughter outside of the table. <laughs> significant <laughs> amount of laughter at the table. <laughs> um, but... There's laughter in the room by the kitchen where all the waiters are making fun of their, their patrons. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I, I think that that was a, an example of like, um, you should know what you're eating, right? Like, like there's, there's benefits in knowing what you're eating. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so, so beyond that, the, the, the secondary uh, tradition beyond, beyond Chinese food, uh, specifically Orchard Lake Road Chinese food, um, is, is of course the movies, right? Like, like there's, yeah. you know, it's like you, you, you eat Chinese food, you go to the movies. Uh, it became a tradition in my home um, because AMC did it to watch Mel Brooks movies. Um, because I think that AMC like looked at the situation and were like, all right, how are we going to get market share? Uh, let's just go all in. Uh, who likes Mel Brooks movies? Right. Okay, good. Let's do that. Um, so, so in, in light of that, uh, Jonathan, you mentioned you watched Young Frankenstein. Is that your favorite Mel Brooks film? Um, I don't know if it's fair to uh, say that it's my favorite. Actually, Megan and I are, are uh, doing a watch through. Uh, right oh. now. So maybe this is a question for, for future John, but oh, it's definitely the favorite one I watched yesterday. Um, okay. Uh, nice. And I watched two yesterday because I thought Life Stinks was fun, but not that not that good. Um, <laughs> so that was, um, that was yesterday. Yeah, no, a Young Frankenstein holds up for a movie that's almost 50 years old, which is uh, absolutely crazy to think about. Um, and especially Cloris Leachman. Uh, holy moly. She's great. Uh, yeah. Right? Great. Great, great work by, by Cloris Leachman. Uh, I, I would posit that, that Young Frankenstein is, is the most underrated Mel Brooks film um, because I think that it has a joke that like is, is eminently usable for, for a guy with a name that is mispronounced pretty often. Um, so I use the no, it's Igor joke uh, pretty consistently. Like, <laughs> oh, what's your name? Asa? No, it's Asa. Oh, what's your name? Uh, it's, it's, it came up yesterday. Nico. No, it's Nico. Uh, very, very happy. Use that joke yesterday. Killed at the table. Um, Angus, what's, what's, what's your, what's your favorite, uh, your favorite Mel Brooks? We are a, a blazing saddles family. Fair. I, I think, I it's, think that's uh, probably like closest to correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also given greatest comedy of all time potentially it's up there um Possib- 
top 10? Yeah, I'll give it top 10. I mean, I, I think that I, I, I was having this discussion with my older brother uh, last week. Um, is Gene Wilder the best comedic actor of all time? And it's uh, in, in terms of like at the time and then also how he holds up. Um, I think that there's a good argument. Yeah, yeah, he's he's probably top five. Um, so uh, and and his obviously his 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 work in Blazing Saddles is second to none. But you know who else is second to none? This actor. Wait, hang on, I gotta throw one out, one more out there. Steve Martin. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Way to uh, to interrupt that ad reading. It was very <laughs> professional of you. We, we all really appreciate that. Uh, Nick, do you have any thoughts on Steve Martin, Gene Wilder, or Mel Brooks films? Um, sure. Uh, yeah. How are we not throwing? We're not throwing Eddie Murphy in this. Oh, he's a, he's, so, he's certainly in the conversation. He's in the conversation. I feel like he's kind of like his his second half of his career, like kind of screwed it up. Um, I, I think that, 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 uh, I lost my love of, of Eddie Murphy, uh, because of Tropic Thunder. Um, and the way that they, they lampooned, uh, like the, the nutty professor thing and the clumps with, uh, what was it? Like the, the Jack Black thing, uh, the fats. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, mean, I really I love, ruined I love it. Tropic Thunder. I love Tropic yeah, Thunder. Yeah, Tropic Thunder's great <laughs> but I, it, 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 I ne- that never occurred to me that it diminishes uh eddie, eddie Mer- or the uh the night professor series still really funny um i i actually you know what the the nutty professor came up last night too because um i it, it was completely lost on uh on me that um dave Chappelle is in that movie <laughs> Yeah, he's Dave Chappelle's in a lot of movies that you would never think he's in. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the comic, right? Yeah, yeah, he plays the comic in, in the first one, and uh, uh, he gets into it with uh, Buddy Love. Buddy Love, that's a great name. <laughs> spandex, um, all spandex. <laughs> um, so so Eddie Murphy's certainly up there. Uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin does a good job. Um, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of of who else you would have just... here. I mean, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey has a problem where, um, like, late stage Jim Carrey, um, like, it got weird for a bit there. Um, and like, it's as much same... as I, I appreciate like but Eternal who, Sunshine. No. 
Like, yeah, but nobody who gets old doesn't get weird. Like, I don't. You're gonna say that about every guy named? Um, uh, I don't know. Late late stage Gene Wilder was doing the same shit. Um, it appears that late stage John C. Riley will never change, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, based on based on the 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 Showtime series that's coming out, it appears it's John C. Riley playing Jerry Buss playing John C. Riley. So I guess you could say the same thing about Will Ferrell because like he would be up there too, except like he Will... has the same like late stage career crap going on that well, like he just like can't put out a good movie anymore. Well, we 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 talked about this last weekend um, about how the worst and best thing that happened to Will Ferrell was that Anchorman is one of the most important films of the last twenty years, and then but like. He couldn't stop being Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like, if you, if you look at him outside of, outside of one film, which I believe to be the best film of his career, which is the other guys, he's been playing Ron Burgundy for 17 years. Um, but the other guys is great. Um, Gator uh, is, is one of my favorite uh, side jokes of a movie ever. <laughs> um, uh, in any event, uh, uh, so there, there were there were some bowl games that were po- postponed, um, but more importantly, uh, you know, uh, Young Frankenstein was made into a musical, uh, which is something I just learned. Uh, did anybody it see was? Young Frankenstein the musical <laughs> <laughs> on Broadway? <No. laughs> Wait, I actually knew that. I, I yeah. I, I knew that, and it was something I wanted. Like, if it ever came back to Broadway, it would want to see. <laughs> I mean, so 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 nobody has seen Young Frankenstein the musical, which feels like in and of itself a a, a Mel Brooks joke, right? <laughs> like that would yeah. be something that yeah. he would <laughs> create as as its own riff. Um, he, he I, I I love that. I, I feel like as like as like in in light of that like what musical do you think would be like like the best musical you could make out of like a modern-ish comedy because like obviously like like um like you you couldn't use it for like uh like i'm I'm going back to to gene wilder movies but like willy wonka is in of itself a a musical but like what comedy can you think of that would make like the funniest uh musical out of nowhere jonathan what do you got (laughs) Oh, wow, yeah, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, uh, wow. Um, huh, Megan Mullally was in the, the original run of Young Frankenstein the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to do like a let's remember some guys, but like Megan Mullally right there as the, uh, as the female lead. <laughs> Um, uh, 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 the comedy that I would like to be, uh, uh, I would like to see made into a musical, um, is actually of the the um, Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy ilk, but it is uh, Meeks Starlight Express, and it is Talladega Nights the musical. Um, I I actually Ooh. think that um, there's a lot of a good kind of back and forth among some of the characters, kind of some some romantic tension some geographic tension i think i think we could make this work um, and and people could be on roller skates a shake and bake song that gets recalled throughout the entire play yeah exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you... that's how it would work yeah. <laughs> like like you have like shake and bake reprise shake and bake reprise yeah. the second <laughs> well, yeah 
Uh, you could do a cover of that White Snake song. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cougar yeah. in the car. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, like <laughs> that writes itself. Cougar in the car. <laughs> um, uh, Angus, what do you got? Can I? I. So, the one. Can I? Can I talk about Hawkeye things? Sure. Go ahead. Why not? Okay. I. <laughs> I assume well, you watched right, so it yesterday, which is why we're here. Jonathan and Nick, have you watched it yet? Uh, no, we're not. You can uh, spoil it. it. It doesn't matter. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> I want to see Rogers the musical. <laughs> so that was that was a funny thing in the first episode. So Nick and Jonathan, uh, the first episode of Hawkeye, they have him going to uh, Rogers the musical, which is about Captain America um, and like the Avengers within the Avengers universe, and it's super campy and awful and stupid, and it's great. <laughs> it's amazing i yeah that that is like that's like one fake musical that i could i don't think disney is gonna invest the money into like actually making it but they might <laughs> i mean i would if it, they did it wouldn't be lost on me disney does not miss an opportunity to to go in for crass consumerism it's sort of what they do yeah obviously um, uh yeah and i yeah. would see it i'd spend the stupid money to, to see it um so uh uh yeah i mean that that would be funny uh nick do you have any musicals that you're just waiting to see no but like if you're gonna do one of the will ferrell john c Riley, seth rogan or you know god apatow that whole all those guys why wouldn't you just take walk hard it's right there they already have a million songs so i w- i yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that i mean like that is like that's like that that's just like a well considered like oh how which like if we were going to make a musical it would be like it well yes we would we would make walk hard which in turn would get sued by the estate of uh of Johnny Cash I assume I I'm, I'm not sure but I assume um you think for, that how they make the movie if they didn't get their thing I I think because Johnny Cash was alive when the movie came out and like I I, I get the sense that Johnny Cash was like a pretty okay dude who needed some money at the end of his life um whereas the estate of johnny cash might might view well they're the kids from succession yeah okay yeah (laughs) it's like like you start you start making decisions that 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 aren't necessarily in your best interest um but but are are uh you know important um so when this episode drops uh the 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 bowl game of the day is actually one that applies to us uh, which is the uh, formerly uh, the formerly the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza Bowl. Um, so I actually do want to like vaguely talk about college football for a second. Not this game in specific because it's Western versus Nevada. And like, okay, uh, I, I don't know, Nick, do you have any like big thoughts about Western Michigan versus Nevada? No. Okay. So the reason I wanted to bring it up is because um, this is my thought. Okay, so Michigan, the city of Detroit, as we know, um, significant amount of casinos, three, four, three, three. Um, And Nevada, home to uh, more than three casinos. So given what uh, what our correspondent Nick has told us prior about um, Detroit betters like way outdoing themselves um, and Nevada fans being like from the home of casinos. Uh, if you were going to bring someone to one of the casinos from Nevada, so like 
obviously like Detroiters who go to Vegas, go to the Detroit casino, which doesn't pay us, but should. Um, but it uh, makes no sense. Why, 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 like, shouldn't they like pay the city of Detroit something? The, the Detroit casino? Yeah. Do they? I don't think so. I doubt it. Is there like, Maybe they do. Is there like a naming rights situation? <laughs> I, I, you know, it, Vegas is all about capitalism and consumerism, right? So like, should they pay the city of Detroit something? What is more capitalist than IP rights? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this game happens at, at 2 PM local on a Monday. Um, have you guys ever been to a little Caesars bowl? I mean, a quick lane bowl. I mean, a pizza pizza bowl. I've been to to two of them. What are your thoughts? Uh, the the bazookies bowl, um, (laughs) is, is a great time. Um, I've been once, um, once as more of like a going out experience and once as like kind of like a watching a football game. Uh, both times are a treat. Um, honestly, it, it is a, a really, I, I like the, the Ford Field environment for a football is, is really quite fun. Um, uh, and I've been during the daytime, and it's kind of, I don't know, like Detroit's doing kind of their little downtown Capitol Square winter fest, but also like it's downtown Detroit. You can like smoke pot in the street and, and like then just like walk into a football game. It's, it's it's a very it's a very cool I don't know it's a very cool environment. Um, uh, big fan of the quick lane bowl here. I'm I'm sure Nick. I think Nick's been. I, I'm sure he would feel similarly. Maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been to the quick lane bowl or to the casinos. No, the quick lane, quick lane bowl. <laughs> uh, um, no, I don't. I don't think I've been to the quick lane bowl actually. Uh, so I actually messed it up. It's happening tomorrow at 11 a.m. local. So Nick, if you're if you're if you're off midday tomorrow and you want to go to the Quick Lane Bowl, I'm sure I think you can get tickets for about seven dollars. Yeah, that's about the response I was expecting. <laughs> I haven't been to a football game in years, and I, I don't plan on changing that anytime soon. <laughs> um, so so this week we also have like a, a number of of like we're, we're getting into the part of bowl season where it's no longer like Mac versus Cusa. It's like crappy ACC versus good um, good group of five or just like mediocre Pac-12 versus mediocre SEC. Um, so this this week, uh, like before before we get into it, like there, there's a number of games. Um, you know, if, if you want an actual breakdown of these games, I suggest you listen to a podcast that has a little more focus than we do. Um, there are a number of them. Uh, they take it very seriously. Um, but I wanted to bring up because like in the, in our last pre- bowl preview episode, we remembered some guys. I want to remember some games for a second. Um, do any of you remember the 2008 cheese bowl? Why would I remember that? Because it's the greatest <laughs> game of all time. Uh, TCU versus, um, Cal. And there were more interceptions than points. Uh, was that, the, was that a Java best game? Uh, no, it was post job at best. Um, it was, I like TCU was on their fifth quarterback. Um, it was seven to six well into the fourth quarter. There were like 14 interceptions, five fumbles. It was one of the funniest games that I've ever watched live. Um, which, which brings me to, to uh, a question I have about these random bowl games. So obviously these are all exhibitions outside of the New York six, new year six, and specifically the playoff. Um, do you, are there any uh, games that you, like, what do you want out of these bowl games? Like, do you want, do you want good gambling beats? Do you want 
um, like funny? Do you want something memorable like like the Red Box Bowl, which was awful? Uh, but but Angus, like when so you watch these crap games, my my uh, my 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 theory on bowl games is the same as the NCAA tournament when my team isn't playing: stupidity and chaos. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. Jonathan, I assume you're the same. Yeah, I think definitely rooting for, for chaos. Um, uh, I, I like seeing people coach for their jobs. It's always a little entertaining, something extra on the line. Um, and you also like people uh, playing for new jobs, you know, whether it's kind of the, the quarterback who's very clearly transferring in about two weeks to a school, <laughs> or like the offensive coordinator who's pulling out all of the trick plays because they know the entire staff is leaving at the end of the season and they want to be salvaged somewhere. So I think those are, are kind of the main vibes I'm looking for. Sure. Uh, so so that, that brings us to the, the funniest thing that happened this week in terms of social media and, and college sports, which is that um, Idaho, was it Idaho or Wyoming posted a, a job opening for quarterback because their quarterback <laughs> entered the portal after the bowl game. And they like straight up went publicly on, on Twitter. Publicly on Twitter, like, hey, uh, Anybody want to play quarterback at D1 school? Hello. <laughs> like, uh, you know, there, there's some openings here. Um, so I, I think my favorite part is, is seeing teams where one team is super, super motivated and the other team is not. Like that year that uh, Army played Houston and like dropped 75 on their head or 77. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but I, I really enjoy like the Cheez-It Bowl situation where you where you have teams. Army played Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and or or like like when you have motivation issues, the other way sometimes it like it ends up in ways that you don't want. Like where um, Alabama was motivated against Michigan State in like a Capital One Bowl, and it was the like the the um, the story from it was Nick Saban said. Uh, you go and show them why they never put you in this crap ass bowl game again against like one of the better Michigan state teams of the prior 30 years that up until that point. And it was, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, 40, 49 to seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, that was yeah. the score. Yeah. I remember watching that one. Yeah. You guys got killed. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so uh, the, the, uh, we, the, the, it at Ace's house. we did. We did watch that game at, at my house. It um, it was one of my one one of the the, the funnier games that I've ever watched. Uh, in which I should have been upset because it was so clearly not a game quickly that it just like it turned into um like I, I saw Avatar: The Last Airbender, the live action movie in theaters, uh, and within five minutes, everybody I was with like was looking around like, okay, this is trash, right? Yep, this is trash. So then you're just making jokes the entire time and. And in, in the in the situation with the last Airbender uh, live action film, um, people start yelling at you for talking in the theater. Uh, but you know what? Who we're not going to yell at for talking? This sponsor. Uh, but we are going to yell more about. Um, I don't know uh, I, the 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 bowl games that come up this week. Obviously, um, uh, we could preview the playoff. Um, Michigan plays Georgia. Uh, there's a concern about the COVID numbers on Georgia's team at this point. Um, Is it more than two? No, but um, it it could be because uh, it it appears that the general sentiment of um, college football is like, if you don't test, you won't find positives. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I feel like after that game, 
more like there are going to be so many athletes who test positive and they're just not going to say anything. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. like, like this is not the first, nor it will be the last time that um, unpaid athletes are putting their lives on the line for um, Disney ratings. Like this, it's, it's sort of like par for the course with college football um, forever. But um, so like we could preview you, that game. You knew it was bad. I was just going to say, uh, you knew it was bad when the media started saying like stuff like, um, uh, like, like praising the guys who came forward saying that they have symptoms of COVID-19. It's like, oh yeah, look at these heroes, these guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah, these kids super heroic. Um, but what, let's what not was, like, the <laughs> What was the fine print role that Stump found? Uh, that it was like, uh, if the team forfeits, then the, then the other team moves on. But <laughs> like, what what was that? I don't remember what it was. It, what it, like, what it was? Yeah, what it is is it's if if there's like uh whatever the 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 number is, let's say fifteen positives among the playing group, um or you know then then the game will be postponed. The team that can't play uh, forfeits in the playoff. Um, but the people who are responsible for testing and reporting are the schools themselves. So, yep, there it is. <laughs> so like, do, do I th- like, like, it's like how, um, uh, like I think it was today, it might've been last night, but, but certainly in the last couple of days, uh, somebody asked Nick Saban, like, Oh, do you have anybody who's, who's going to be, you know, in the COVID safety protocols right now? He said, no, nobody has COVID on my team. And it just reminded me of like what Adam Schefter did last year, where he would say things like, there are zero cases of COVID in the NFL. And it's like, uh, okay. Okay. Adam, we sure. Okay. Man in the tank. <laughs> it's like, we, we, thanks. Uh, and, and so like, I, I don't think any of the serious bowl games are going to be uh, postponed. Um, we've already seen a couple of cancellations, like the Hawaii bowl got canceled. Um, the Liberty bowl, I think got canceled. Um, the uh, Camellia bowl maybe got canceled. I don't know. Um, so like those, those games will get canceled because um, the ratings that Disney loses out on aren't, aren't big enough to justify it. Um, but I don't think that, uh, that Michigan or Georgia or Cincinnati or Alabama are going to self-report themselves out of the playoff. And like, well, <laughs> I mean, Michigan had its little booster party, so they're good. Sure. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great. That doesn't kick in like two weeks after you like, get the booster. Right. And like, also that was like that protect against Omicron. <laughs> like that was the most like, like obvious, like PR thing about this is it's like, we've all gotten boosters during prep week. And it's like the CDC has said very clearly that this booster like kicks in two weeks later. Um, two weeks later will be exactly three days after this game. Um, yeah. That's not, that's not all that helpful. Um, but I mean, like, look, I don't, I don't want to minimize them getting their boosters. Good for them. No, Get your boosters. Good. Um, but like, also that's, that's not, <laughs> not what we're doing here. So I have a, I have a, I have a hypothetical theoretical question. Uh, it's, it's interesting that, that Harbaugh, I, uh, he, I mean, obviously like he wants his players to be safe and, and healthy and whatever. And also two weeks after, if they win the game, then they will all be boosted and safe going into the, going into the championship game. However, he prioritized PR over prep. I have to imagine that some of his players probably felt some side effects from that booster and probably lost at least a day of, of prep. 
So, so, so what I'm going to say about this is that there's, uh, amongst coaches who, who have not, uh, obviously come out against vaccines, uh, Jim Harbaugh is real, real high on my list of people who are anti-vax, I would suspect. Um, because, uh, I think that that dude thinks if you drink enough milk, your bones just won't let the COVID in. Um, I, I just, I just don't get the sense that he's like, and also like, he's, he's like, he said just like just enough things to make me believe that he hangs out on QAnon message boards. But like he, he he's like like the third level. Like there's like the se- people who take it seriously, the people who take it ironically, and people who think that they're looking at it ironically, but at a certain point start believing it. I think I think that yeah. Jim is probably in that third category. It was like, well, they're making some good points. <laughs> I yeah, well, he's not technologically savvy enough to make it to the QAnon message board. But I think if he saw it, he'd be like, all right. That could be a thing. Valid point. Valid <laughs> point. I too think that uh the government is out to get me. Um, but he would, he would rather, uh, watch Mark McGuire hit some dingers than really look into the the matter too closely. Um, but so, so, so in addition to Michigan, obviously like the, the, the actual like preview of Michigan playing is Michigan wants to run the ball. Uh, Georgia has a space station at defensive tackle should be fun. We'll see what happens. Uh, Michigan's defense is like relatively good. Georgia's offense is a question mark and put up 27 on Alabama, but also, uh, hasn't really played anybody other than Alabama. So, um, I mean, I, I, I think like Georgia to cover is probably my pick because I don't think that Michigan can throw the ball on them, but, um, and they certainly can't run the ball on them. So that's a line move since it, since it opened at like nine or it, it was or whatever it was, it was the last I saw was Georgia six and a half. Um, but which, which okay. like that, that, that line makes sense to me. Yeah. Magic number of, of, of six and a half. Like I, I'm, I would take Georgia to cover. Um, yeah, maybe I, I also, well, here's the, here's the other thing. I, I actually think Gaddis will, will game plan a good plan. I, I don't, I don't think he's going to, he's dumb enough to try and like run it down Georgia's throat, but. The last time Michigan abandoned. Yeah. But the last time Michigan abandoned the run, they lost. Uh, I mean, they lost because of fumbles, but yeah, sure. I mean, they, they stopped running the ball and they lost. I'm just saying anyways. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, so I, and, and in terms of the other game, uh, Bama by a billion, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like I, I love Cincinnati as like the plucky upstart. I, I sort of want Luke Fickle to fail for personal slight reasons, but, um, you know, Alabama is going to work them because it's like, like plucky underdog that Cincinnati is, is like basically Cincinnati is operating at the same level. Michigan state 2015 is uh, where it's like, you have a whole bunch of three and four stars from the state of Ohio who really put it all together and, and, and have a good coach who knows how to, how to win the game at the right time. And that Michigan state team happened to also go up against a Bama team in the playoff. And um, so, yeah. If if Cincinnati got Bama in the championship game and didn't get the Nick Saban, he's going to plan for you for four weeks treatment. Do you think they would have a slightly higher chance? No, because because if you give Nick Saban less time to game prep, he 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 would do what Izzo does during the NCAA tournament, which is that he just he would go vampire mode. He wouldn't sleep and he would go back to his fundamentals and basics. And the basics of Alabama are my offensive line is better than your defensive line. And he would be correct. And if Cincinnati sold out to stop the run, they would um, 
use their five uh, first round NFL draft pick wide receivers. Like it's really, really hard to deal with Alabama's offense. And a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Like it's really, really hard to deal with them uh, on, on a good day. And, and in order to do it, like there was a study, like basically the way you beat Alabama is you hope for turnovers and you have a game change, like a, a true game breaker on offense. So whether that's like yeah. Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans, um, this year's Texas A&M wide receivers were, were good. Um, unless you have like a true game breaker who makes Saban have to uh, adjust his base defense, um, you can't beat them. And uh, Georgia does has one of those guys uh, on offense, but he was hurt when they played Bama, um, is George Pickens. Um and he he was actually one of the guys who who reportedly tested positive for COVID. So we'll we'll see if he's um, good to go for the Michigan game. Um, the other games that 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 happened like that before we we will talk about them again is that uh, Michigan State plays Pitt. Uh, Pitt's without their quarterback. Michigan State is without their running back and their running backs coach, uh, who just took a job at and their Florida. defensive coordinator because he's on the other side of the ball. Uh, yes, Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> uh, is in fact the head coach at Pitt. Um, I wonder, actually, you know, I don't actually want to preview this game, but let's go round robin. Who do we think Mark D'Antonio is rooting for in this game? Jonathan, who do you think? Oh, he's Michigan State. I don't think so. I mean, he is paid by Michigan State, and he was a he's a he was a, a 13-year head coach, but Narduzzi has said uh Mark D'Antonio is his best friend. Um I don't know if Mark D'Antonio thinks Pat Narduzzi is his best friend. Like it could be a situation. I have a question. I have a question. So Narduzzi is kind of like a Voldemort follower. (laughs) Voldemort doesn't have any friends. He just has people who he uses. Pat Narduzzi is basically like Wormtail. (laughs) Okay. First off, if Pat Narduzzi is anybody, he's obviously Bellatrix Lestrange. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thanks Dreams so much about, to our guests. about sleeping with, with Antonio. <laughs> Thanks so much to our guests. Uh, uh, you can find uh, Nick on Twitter at Electric Snuff. Uh, you can find Angus on Twitter at JBurger90. You can find Jonathan not on Twitter because he doesn't use Twitter or social media because he thinks that it's all a plot to get him to watch games on Disney. Um, you can find uh, all of our worst takes at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. But for uh, all of us, usually me, but sometimes other people take over the Twitter account. I think during the uh, Michigan game, Angus will likely be tweeting from the account uh, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, we talk about a lot of things. We retweet stuff. Sometimes we talk about baseball. I made a baseball joke earlier today. Nick liked it. Nobody else did. Um, but uh, make sure to, uh, to to follow us there for, for all of that. Um, we don't have our Instagram up and running. We will get that going uh, shortly after Michigan State wins the national title in any sport. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to use uh, in this episode. And uh, a special thank you to you, the listener. We couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Voldemort follower, uh, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.